up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you for spoilers, thoughts, concerns, questions, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What up, what up, what up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today's movie is Polite Society, which is a <clears throat> Peacock exclusive. Came out in Sundance. Um, I think late last year uh, or mid last year, if I'm not mistaken. And then it went to the UK earlier this year. And now it's on Peacock streaming service. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the movie, uh, just to give you an overall idea of it, it's uh, it revolves of a London, London's Britain's Pakistani community. A determined teenager becomes aspires to become a stunt woman. But when her sister's uh, world went into a romance turned sinister, she must navigate through cultural clashes, family expectations to rescue her, unraveling secrets and finding of empowerment along the way. That's the pretty much the premise of the movie. So this uh, this was an interesting movie yes. to unpack. Uh, like like uh, the way I, I remember we had discussed this, and I probably have said this before. But I feel like this is going to be one of the greatest movie no one will ever see. And so I would I would like to agree with you on that one because I like because I, you know and and we it's just the way things are right now. There's such an abundance of movies that it's it's not that who like people are going to have negative reviews specifically. It's not like that. That's not what I mean by by that. It's just that I don't think people will know about it. Like as many people as you would think that would watch this will actually discover it. Unless it goes viral somehow, like similar to something like, uh, uh, which was, uh, uh, sorry, Days and Confused. Okay. Days and Confused uh, was a similar movie where it did not reach an audience till like years later. And I think this is going to be one of those movies. I just hope it does did, eventually reach an audience. Like, like it would, I feel like if people start talking or go into, sometimes people don't give sometimes the exclusive content or exclusive mm-hmm. Uh, streaming servers a shot unless it's like Disney, like Netflix are the bigger ones. Paramount maybe Peacock. Like this one flew under the radar because there was no marketing so for it. What got me was a trailer that I think that came up on my Instagram or Facebook, and it wasn't that somebody posted. I think it was just kind of like a, a marketing thing. Yeah, but man, I was sold. I was sold the minute I saw the trailer because I thought that that premise was interesting as far as. This uh, this this girl who aspires to be a stunt woman, you know, who trains herself to be a stunt woman, but obviously that that incorporates martial arts and a lot of different things, and all of a sudden she decides to use these skill sets to go on this action, basically action movie style thing, to save her sister. What? Okay, so the reason this movie also is so much so interesting to me because uh, a couple of different things. First one was. It it changed. So at first, when I first started watching it, I uh, I thought it was interesting because it kind of she would go into these fight sessions with people, and in my head I'm like, okay, this is probably like something like a like a Nickelodeon old like one of those old movies where uh, maybe Diary of Wimp, Wimpy Kid or or um, there was another one I remember grew up and I watched with uh, it was also in a Sunday's movie called I think it was a, a, a Diary of an Ultra Boy, where yeah. these guys would have these fantasies in their head, but it didn't correlate with reality. So yeah. I, I thought it was. At first, I thought it was like that, where maybe she's um just playing everything in her head. Yeah, it's like she's playing all these things in her head, but in reality, none of this stuff is happening. But then I realized, watching it further, that no, 
what it, it, it just started to, so no, everybody is able to do these things and everybody's used to it. And I loved how incorporated, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody's getting into fights, breaking everything. Like it's normal, right? Yeah. That's and before I cut you off, that was even one of the scenes, the opening, one of the first fight scenes mm-hmm. is that when she's fighting her schoolmate, that she tosses it to the trophy, uh, the trophy. Oh, yeah, just and, destroys it. Yeah. yeah, destroys it, and then the the headmaster comes out. She's like, "Hey, come to my classroom." Like it was like nothing ever exactly. happened. At first, I was like, "It, it builds she, up slowly." Because did it, she imagine this? That's what I'm saying. I didn't know. Like at first, I was like, "That's what I'm saying." The movie develop further into it, into that world where you're like, "Wait a minute!" And what? And then the, the what clinched it was a fight scene between her and her, her sister. sister. Yes. Where it was brutal, and I'm like, wait, hold on, what's going on? And like the parents are like, hey, I don't care who did it, you better clean it up. Like it's like normal, like nothing. Yeah. But what I and then okay, so that was my second interpretation of it. Like okay, this is just a world where this stuff happens. Which, if you think about it, it would make sense of why people think that's kind of like a maybe it's too much of like a fantasy career for her. Yeah. Because apparently everybody has a skill set, so why what makes you more special than everybody else? Exactly. But then I realized what it actually was towards the end of it. It was kind of like taking an action spy movie, mm-hmm. but giving it a very grounded, simple teenage premise. Yeah. Like, um, trying to think of like a good interpretation of it, but that's what I'm saying. She was a lone spy type situation dealing with a, like an, a rogue spy where everybody's against them and they have to do things on their own and prove it. Like, we've seen a million movies like that. Yeah. But I've never seen it where they try to in, adapt that same scenario to real world real well not just real yeah real world and it's not a fantasy because the whole time you're thinking like all the other ones that you referenced is like oh it's like he just plays this imagination in his head and when you look at it it's like oh he just embellished everything because of the situation like no everything that you're seeing is actually happening yeah on screen like in her in that universe in that world exactly and the other thing that got me was that i realized because in other movies where they try to do that where the main character might see this world differently like because uh, oh, there's another there's movies that we've seen where little kids start seeing these sinister plots play out, you know, in real life. And but they they're over the top, like they're thinking about these things in a, in a very over the top premise where like, oh, no, this person is like obviously trying to take over the world. or This person is obviously trying to kill all this everything. She didn't go there. Her mind was still in a very grounded place as far as this guy taking her away or possibly cheating, stuff like that. But. It was done in a way where it would it looked like a end of the world situation, yeah. And that's what I loved about it. It was like, and it was an end of the world for her, exactly, not globally, exactly. But that's like what I'm saying. I love that of, the destruction of her world, exactly, because they kept it grounded to a per, her life, her reality, her universe, and it didn't get played up to a to a point where it was like kind of making fun of itself. It was just that's how it was impacting her. That's how she was seeing this whole situation play out. Like it's this huge thing, and even when. There was the actual plot that got uh, released, and you realize there was something to be concerned about. A lot darker, too. Exactly. It got darker the further you got into it, but yeah, it was like, it still was kind of weird because I loved, I don't know, it was just interesting because, again, it was like this very grounded story. They never tried to go over the top. It was never told for laughs. It was never necessarily being spoofed on. Obviously, the girl was taking things to a whole new level with yeah. everything that was going on. Like, her like breaking into the house and all these different things like is nothing and i love that part where it was like she would do these fantastical things technically and she actually did them but it was it was not played to anything like oh she was like it was like nobody made it seem like she was doing anything too crazy yeah like yeah they she was going far but it was like so there was a lot of movie big movie references and not references but like 
cinematography that I loved. And there was a very huge, a very huge switch to the type of cinematography that was used. And it was done so well uh, that I don't think anybody noticed, which was they went from a very shiny kind of like a Kingsman shiny scenario where everything is shot and very clean, very upscale, very shiny to when at the end where they, they were about to about to finish and leave, it became very uh, noir. Yeah, darker tone. Yeah, and it, it was a it was a very gradual, interesting darker setting. Sorry, not darker. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but it was a uh, but not just darker. It was very much a, a neo noir style shooting, yeah. and it was done very like I love the transition in it because it was it almost for me almost went unnoticed for even me, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen scenes like this where it it kind of looked like especially the scene where they're driving away. I've seen that in movies that that dark noir scene and like movies like Driver or uh, something like uh, uh, Tarantino's. Uh, um, uh, Pulp Fiction, it was a part of mm. it where they're driving with stuff like that. So I loved, I felt like that was kind of an homage to those kind of movies, but I love that there was this transition and these, and these story elements and this culture elements. And like, it was a lot to this. And that's what I'm saying is that I, I think this is one of those movies where it's going to be like, I absolutely loved it and I thought it was wonderful, but I feel like most people are not going to ever know about it because can you, so this is a question and this is how movies actually end up becoming more popular. Yeah. When you can snippet a scene that can go, um, that you can you can you can make it viral. Although I, I will tell you my favorite scene uh, that I thought was brilliant. This is when I started seeing it as a spy movie. Uh, other than that, I'm not, before I get into that, what was the scene that you think would that you can post a clip of it and it might go viral? Post a clip of it, it might go viral. It would be um, it would be her, her her first school fight scene. When she tries to achieve the last kick, it just looks so funny. <laughs> and that whole fight scene too. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I know I'm going back to, it, but just that whole fight scene really just threw you because it you yeah. didn't even want ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. I was like, and that's the thing that set me off, like into like, I'm fu- I'm fucking with this movie now. Like at first I was like, oh, I, and and I think you t- before we go into your what you thought I I when I saw the trailer, <clears throat> excuse me. When I saw the trailer, I already had an idea of what it would be. And I love the fact that it flipped it on me, that it was like, it's, it is what you thought, but it's so different from where, from what you're perceived to understand to where it ends up. And I love that journey with, um, but yeah, so if it would, if answering your question now, I mean, before I get into what I thought of the movie it would mm. be the fire fight scene. So, okay. So before you get into what it, uh, so one thing that I also loved was that at the core because why does she need this guy to be a villain? Why does she need? Because at first, I mean, don't get me wrong. He ended up becoming a villain. However, at, be- at the beginning, that wasn't the case. There was nothing to indicate to to um, to this girl that he was the villain or anything was vi- villainous was going on. Yeah. So, but she needed it to happen. And I loved, and I started to figure, like, I knew what it was, but I loved that it, they actually vocalized it towards the end. And I knew that's what it was. Because. I know going to go to it. But I, I the, yeah, the, the fact that I knew it was because this girl has this dream, this big, huge dream of what she wants to do. And I felt like she, the only core of that dream is her sister, but not because her sister's the biggest supporter, but because her sister has a similar dream. So as long as both of them are pursuing the dreams together, then she can, she has a chance. Yeah. But. Once she realized that her sister was not going to pursue that dream, she or felt like, She's yeah, like, she won't be able to achieve hers. So, yeah, her will, her desire to be this person only relied on her sister 
doing something equally on her side. Yeah. And I was like, man, I've, I can completely understand that. And I can, I can, I know that kind of how you build that support system in a way. And, and if you lose it, sometimes it's just, it just destroys you. And I get it. And I love that part. And I love that overall, all this crazy craziness is going on. There was this grounded kind of emotional connection or reasoning for it. But then obviously when you get into the actual fantasy portion was awesome. I would not mean when they actually get into the actual villain portion it was awesome. But also I want to comment on how cool the mom was. Like she just looked like a villain. Oh yeah. Like just, I thought she was perfect. She. Like <laughs> she just had this like villainous look. Like there was some characters you can pick for scenes and she just had it. She just like had this thing where she always seemed like she just knew things or was better or just looked down upon people. And I loved it. I thought she was perfect for that, for that role. Um, but uh, to get back to where I was telling you that my, my favorite scene where I realized it was they t- this was an actual kind of lone wolf spy type movie uh, was the typical villain uh, telling the plan torture scene. Yeah, because that was awesome. I love how they played what would be typically just, you know, hey, you're just getting a wax into a uh, uh, kind of like a into interrogation, yeah. yeah, interrogation torture scene. I'm like. But I loved how they just did it. Where it was like they held her I'm down. Very unexpected. Like, like it was awesome. I thought it was yeah. the way they played. I was like, this is such a, you know, you know, hey, Mister Bond torture type scene. Where it's like, oh my god, they're like, but and it's something that they would normally typically do the the wax. But I loved the way they played it. I thought it was brilliant the way they kind of kind of did that. Yeah. So in my review of this movie, yeah. I, I, you could chime in and as I go, just yeah, let yeah, me know, get your thoughts on it. Was one of the things, and it, and we just reviewed Blue Beetle recently. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and this one, and I'm I, I don't know if it's just the movies we're choosing that's yeah. going that's happening. Yeah, but this one also delves delves into delves into cultural identity. Yeah, and expectations within that culture, and like because they're a Pakistani family, and and I don't know I I don't have many friends that are Pakistani, but I feel like if, if they did, they it gave a glimpse in how they're Family the structure, and their family, yeah, and it's so. similar to some of the things that we we in the Hispanic community look at. So that I like that fault that um, that uh, that it goes into Ria's uh, aspirations of being a stillman clashing with her family's expectation of like you should be a doctor. Like you're, yeah, that was that was a cool part at the like, end. She's at like, the you should be a doctor. I'm like, I don't want to be a doctor. That's at first I didn't get it. I'm like, why? Like, why is like she's so mad about that? But then I realized, you know, that's. That could be because that's a stere- that's a cultural stereotype. Yeah, and then f- coming from the the nuclear family as just the parents and the children, you go into even a more uh, nuanced in relationship, which is the sisterhood, and um, and the family bonds with it, with Rhea and, and Lena being so tight and 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 like how you said they were so close and they were so uh, supportive of what they were trying to achieve. Is like they knew what they wanted and they wouldn't weren't going to compromise for that. Um, and then when Lena starts derailing from her aspirations, Rhea goes like, "That's not my sister. There's something wrong." Exactly. We go into that, and then I don't know if you touched on it, but I felt like her two friends. Oh, that was they, they were- stole every time they were like the the the, <laughs> the when they were on screen. They sometimes they stole they stole yeah, they the did moments. A good job, yeah, they did a good job. Is like when they had their moments, they had their moments that you were like, "Fuck, these are ride or die like friends." Like, yeah. and the thing I like about it is there was like um, 
when they were like, oh, let's let uh, she had this scene that she's like, let's find, let's dig dirt on him. No, first, like, let's let's like ruin the relationship, let's break the marriage. Like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna be diplo- uh, diplomacy, yeah. She's <laughs> like, so we're just gonna talk to him. <laughs> I love their life, and they Dipl- were like, but they still supported, yeah, that. they were like. Diplomacy. Yeah, they were like diplomacy. Yes, I was like, that's fucking right or die. Like, whatever. Even if it's like the most like off the wall logical thing yeah, to do, yeah. they were like, we're still fucking going hard on it. Yeah, like we still. And then they go doing into digging dirt, mm-hmm. which is the way the best way they did it, and funny as hell. Oh, the the laptop uh, gym scene. The laptop gym scene. Yeah, yeah, and that, and you go into like friendship and loyalty, and they and they're there. Even if when she she turned her back on them and they still came back around, I think the overall movie was like written great. I think the direction that the director took with it was so like the pacing was great. It never like let up. Mm. It just like slowly developed in little areas. You're like, what's happening here? What's happening here? And you're just enjoying this ride with Rhea and just like she's a badass girl. So. After watching this movie, I don't know about you. After mm-hmm. watching this movie, this gave me the sense of Bendham like Beckham meets Scott Pilgrim. I got the Scott Pilgrim part. I don't know why. I I didn't want to go into the Bendham like Beckham one because I one I really didn't watch that movie, but also because I was like I didn't. Want, it, it's kind of like it felt because I didn't watch it. I didn't want to go like oh because they're both. I don't know if that original was like Pakistani, but I didn't want to well, automatically go to so, that direction. But so yeah, so I was so, thinking things like that. I. Beckham I, Like Beckham is a movie that explores uh, the tension between also cultural aspirations mm-hmm. and personal uh, cultural expectations and personal aspirations. Mm-hmm. Uh, focusing on, but this one is a young British Indian girl desired to play soccer against her family's wishes. Mm-hmm. So she's 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 trying her hardest to, to get to play soccer into that aspect, and that's because one, I think it's like oh, it's a it's different being an Indian family, but it's, it, I think it's all like another layer to it. If it's an Indian family in, a, in another country, so you have mm. that British Indian cultural identity with it, mm. and then which is kind of similar where they're at, but then they both have goals of aspirations to do to get to achieve where they're trying to get to against their family's wishes. But then you, I, I took a little part of of Scott Pilgrim's like you need to battle these bosses. So you get to the final boss and it felt some of the scenes felt like that. It felt like gave me that Scott Pilgrim vibe on their fight scene, which was like a little bit over the top, a little bit cheesy, but so much likable. And you're like, it exists in that world. There's nothing that's out of the imagination for them when they, when it's in, when this, within this realm of it. So I want to, I'll take, I'll take your Scott Pilgrim. Cause that was actually a really good one. Because that was a world again where they fought and it was almost like normal to fight yeah. like that. Um, but I will instead of bend them like Beckham, I will raise you Disturbia with uh, um, Charlie Buff. Yes. No. Well, think about it. He was a guy who kept kept on noticing things and developing these uh, thoughts of like, oh man, this person is doing this, doing all that, doing all these sinister things. So it's like nobody believes him. Oh, but I was thinking about another. I, I want everyone. I would love to think of a spy movie like that. So I guess okay, better better one. Scott Pilgrim and Kingsman. Not so globally, but I understand. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the kind of aspiration well, story well, of a lone spy type movie where the guy has to kind of defeat the villain, but then grounded obviously, and then the fight scenes are very much like Scott Pilgrim. So it's it's a combination of three movies. I'm just trying to think of the the high school movie that would be a, a good fit for it. 
But then, yeah, the fight scene definitely Scott Pilgrim style, not style, but the idea that the everybody over the, top, over the topness, everybody has to everybody just that, happens that, to be able to fight ability. like that. Yeah. But after all, but I I tell you right now, the fight, my favorite fight scene of all of them, was the sisters. Yeah. Because that was brutal. I love that one. That was a really that brutal so fight. Good. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I enjoyed about it. I was like, there isn't much, and as, and I think what it is is like there's not much to take from it, and except. Which we haven't mentioned was the what is the main villain's evil plot plan, which was crazy to begin. I kind of I kind of suspected from the beginning that there was something there, but I wasn't sure how they were going to play it because he kept on mentioning that he was a geneticist. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, so it has something to do with the genes, and maybe it has. And then then it kind of developed more, and then I'm like, okay, then when I I realized that they you know he had an ex wife. But happened to die during pregnancy yeah. or something like that, whatever. I'm like, wait, hold on. It's getting closer. You know, that's good motivation for why he became whatever he did. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but it's getting closer to the evil plot. But then I really wasn't expecting that evil plot. All like, right. So just to give the you fact that the fact that go ahead, go ahead. You go say it. You say so it. Uh, the idea is that his mom raised the son as a single mother and she gave up everything for him. And in return, now that he's a geneticist, he wants to give those lo- those years that his mom's lost to raise him back. So the best way to do it was to find an optimal host that he could impregnate to have to make a clone of his mother. And they had a party, a soiree, and uh, Lena was the most uh, the prime host that they found to. Carry the carry be the, carry womb, the, clone, the yeah. be the carrier, the surrogate mother, I guess, to his his mom's clone. Yes, that was some like twisted shit. Like when yeah, I, I was, I was like, like, "Wow, wow. That, that is that." I did not expect it. That. Gave me a, that little bit. Gave me a little bit of that get out vibe. I'm like, "Yo, they really went to like this get out level." Instead of. Putting your consciousness in somebody's body, that was just, we're just gonna rebirth. I, I just re- thought it was gonna rebirth. be something like maybe he was like she's so weird about like uh, the best whatever the best for her son that she was gonna like use the best genes or something from somebody I don't know something like that. But that little clone plot line, I was like, that took me off. I was like, I, whoa, <laughs> yes. what is that? Like that is crazy. Um, but I love how creepy he got at the end when they got. Uh, you know, I'll throw that. Get, I'll, I'll throw that get out into the into the mix of it. Into the there you go. Look at that, look how many movies because because it it dives into that we find out that he did drug her and yep. put her into like he was testing her womb. Yeah, he was testing her. So he 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 took her to the sunken place, which which if you find out in the movie, she meets the guy and gets engaged within a month. Yeah. So that's how fast it was. So he had to pull out all the stops, pull out a lot of things to to do it, to to get her to accept it willingly for oh well kind of because he, he put it to a place of like I don't even know like mental Why are villains so good at alluring people apparently? Because every every of these one of the movies where the like villains are like designed to get this person, whatever, they can do it. They can they can become like it's so crazy how they can they, they it's like they become what was it, a chameleon and they just become whoever that person needs to whoever be. that person is most attracted to it like speak the tone the verbiage <laughs> the timing comedic humor is it enough is it a little 
how can I be engaged but now and still be kind of disengaged for to have so that crazy. mystery so they could be interested but they don't know I'm not interested but I didn't really like, am interested. It's almost like you have to have an evil plot in order to to achieve it. To, to achieve no it. To, 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 to get a date to, to get a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Well, wait. There was a. There was one more. Well, one more little thing that I just wanted to mention that I love. Yes. There was a huge plot hole in the in uh, Rhea's master plan that I. I'm like, I'm so happy they called out on it because I'm like, I would. I was thinking that the whole time, and she she literally called uh, this. Her sister called her out on it, which was. So wait, what were you gonna do once he kidnapped me? Like, because that's the first thing I'm doing. Like, yeah. what? So you get a kidnapper, but what are you gonna do with her? Like that. It's not a plan because it's like she obviously wants to marry him. So how are you going to convince him not to? Yeah. And she, her only plan was just to get her out of the get her out of the situation. I know, but I just laughed because on my head I'm like, oh, uh, like because she that was the first thing she when they're driving away and they had that beautiful little which I cinematically speaking I thought was beautiful the scene where they're just driving away in the car. Oh yeah. Um, and like I said, that's the scene that reminded me of um very new uh new noir uh, new noir, but definitely. Pulp Fiction, where they're uh, they're driving home into after the sunset. Mm-hmm. Well, not into the sunset, where uh, John Travolta and uh, Uma Thurman are driving after she had like her OD issue. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of reminded me of that scene. But anyways, but that she called out that plot hole. She's like, "What were we gonna do once you like? What was your plan after? What was your part of your master plan after you kidnapped me? Like, oh, well, we're, we're gonna take it to like this cabin. I'm like, <laughs> like that was it. Like, she was, was like, <laughs> just thought that at the moment. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that they they actually thought it through and be like, yeah, there's this is a, there's a weird plot. This hole is a weird here. plot hole. We're not gonna really fill it in. We're just gonna call it out. You hear me? Address it. We're gonna yeah. just address it, <laughs> and that's it. Not gonna leave it hanging to see like what would have happened. But yeah. So okay, so let's let's get into some ratings. All right, brother. Let's um, go first. I'll give this three point eight Nikki's. Three point eight Nikki's. No, no, no. I will give it. I will give it four point five. Four point five. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I thought it was good. I love the the use of the way that it was filmed. Very beautiful. Very like like I I I can look at it. And I would love to have seen it like on a really big screen to see how it looks because I thought it. Yeah, because the dancing that she did. Mm-hmm. The some fight of the, some of the fight scenes I would have loved to see on big exactly. screen on the big screen. So it was well done, well shot. Story was interesting. I like the combination of the kind of like these these spy movie ver, uh, over a teenage drama, but not done to a comedic degree. Like not done like let's say a looks can kill type thing. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. So I think, and I, like I said, it's one of the best movies that I you think. know. I'll give it a four. I'm gonna push it to four. Okay, so I'm we got a four, four point two five Nikki's yeah. for Polite Society, which you can find uh, you could catch on Peacock. Yes, sir. Yeah. And like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, hopefully soon, YouTube. Uh, you can find us at from my mom's garage. Just hit us up, contact us, let us know if there's any other movies you want us to review or your thoughts on our review on this movie itself or any ones that you heard prior. And like that, guys, always tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.